You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. Detroit Kool-Aid back here on a Friday. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, thank you so much for listening to Detroit Kool-Aid cast here on a Friday. We've got lots of lion stuff to talk about. Uh, really want to say before I introduce Grifka, appreciate everybody continuing to listen to the podcast. I know it's a crazy time. A lot of us are at home and we actually have more time, so we hope to continue to pump out this content. I hope you guys listen, but uh, it's that time of year. You know, a free agency is basically done, but we are steamrolling to the draft uh, three weeks on uh, just when you guys are listening this Friday, Saturday, it'll be less than three weeks, which is crazy. So I'm really looking forward to that. And before you know it, hopefully all of this stuff in the world will pass and, and football will be right on top of us. So looking forward to it. Grifka, I know you're there. You know it's Friday. How are you, sir? Oh, man. Friday, it's going to be it's 60 degrees today. I'm going to go for a walk because I can do that. And, you know, the weekend, it's supposed to be a little rainy, but still, I think I'm going to go for a walk because I can do that, but other than that, TGIF. Oh, man, uh, Grifka's still getting his uh, getting his his workouts in. I, if those that don't know, Grifka's like a gym guy, man. He's gym guy. He shows up and, and runs like a madman. I mean, I don't know how he does it. This guy's still, uh, he's in marathon shape at whatever age you are, Grifka, but I don't know how you do it. I've I'm always hated shape. running. I, I got a dad bod. I just like to run. <laughs> yeah, I've always hated running, but I miss those days where I go out and play basketball for two, three hours a day and not even feel it. You know what I mean? But uh, glad you're doing stuff. I'm definitely just been laying low and kind of, uh, you know, adhering to all the things they want us to do and not uh, not trying to put myself in, in any issues there and stay safe. And like I say, I think we'll just get through this in, in time. But in the meantime, we will be here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast talking football, having laughs, having a bunch of fun. So as I often say, Grifka, it's Friday. What the heck are we talking about today? Oh, I mean, uh, I'm going to go over a few draft prospects with you. I'd like your opinion on them. But first, what I have for you, because you know me, <laughs> I'm always out there, you know, beating the bushes, listening for everything that cuts down our Detroit Lions, because I always love your takes on it. <sighs> so uh, I believe I came across an article that uh, the NFL Network has put out their power rankings after the first, you know, big signing wave of free agents. And the Lions are now ranked at 29th. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Oh, there's two things. There's so many things on this show I enjoy. And like I say, I know the people I've grown to enjoy too, but I get to use two of them right now. The first is this. Grifka, is this a real question? Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> I love I love it when, when you give me your takes on, on the lines when I pose questions this way. <laughs> Grifka, the second thing I'm excited to do, and this is one becoming probably one of my favorite things to do across the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, is use your own catchphrases against you. And Grifka, you know what this question does to me? You you really want to know? Yes, please tell me. It drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, the old switcheroo, the old Grifka on Grifka crime against himself. Well, Grifka, as you know, you've posed these to me in the past. And it's as simple as this. This is more Lions 24-7, Peter King writing, 
Kyle Mikey wannabe garbage out there. I mean, I'm surprised it's not penned by your boy DB. I mean, are you kidding me with this crap? Like it's, it's, it's low hanging fruit to just go out and do any type of rankings and put the lions in the bottom five, bottom 10. They probably do that. It's like those writers that write the article before the game's over. And then every once in a while, the the game goes otherwise and they got to scrap it all and redo. I mean, that's what this is. That's just like, Oh, let's just put the lions and the Jaguars and the Browns and the, you know, uh, the car, whoever, like at the very bottom, it's just, same old, same old bunch of garbage. The Detroit Lions, I mean, I think somebody on uh, because they're they don't have good morning football with your favorite Grifka, who's I mean, we can admit, right? She's less than Tori Petri. I mean, obviously, but you, you, I will not admit that <laughs> your girl Kay Adams is gone. You know, they can't work from home like everybody else is doing on all these different networks. I guess they're she's she's higher than thou, as I told you, stuck up where Tori Petri out there. I heard her yesterday on Locked On Lions or uh, not Locked On Lions, uh, Locked On NFL Draft. She was the uh, Lions draft correspondent. I mean, do you think DB is out there doing that? No, he's probably trying to set up his 2022 Calvin Johnson interview. Um, but anyway, back to, <laughs> back to my point, like, uh, so Tori Petri's pounding the pavement and, uh, I, I just, I see all this stuff and I, I can't understand it because the Detroit lions, everybody that knows anything knows we were beat up last year. We had a terrible season, but we didn't have a NFL caliber quarterback. We didn't have a lot of defensive players. We've went out, we've upgraded at right tackle. Eh, even though me and you aren't huge on Hal by tie, I'd say he's probably still an upgrade from Ricky Wagner. We've upgraded at Jamie Collins. Uh, we've upgraded with Deron Harmon as their single high safety. Um, we've brought in some other thumping linebackers and uh, we pretty much left the offense the way it is. And, and we'll probably address that in the draft and, you know, add a few pieces here or there, brought back Danny, you got Geronimo. So, I mean, they're not 29th. I mean, this is ridiculous. Like I, I hate all the people that think they were right the year prior when they had them at six wins or less, because look at, see, I was right. It's like, yeah, if you would have told me yeah, the Lions going to be six wins or less without Matt Stafford and half their defense, I would have agreed with these absolute morons. But uh, yeah, I, this is this is Grifka clickbait garbage. Get you all stirred up, get you all worried, and this is me sitting there and go, these, these rankings mean nothing. These people know nothing. We'll see what happens when we kick the football off in the fall, and uh, I'm I'm super excited to get this football team back on the field, see what they got. Okay. Okay, I, I thought you I thought you'd say that. I'm I'm right there with you. I have to agree with you on that. I think this team is much better than 29th. So, uh, uh, one more quick question for you. Hold on. Move on. I, I know this is you're pitching stuff to me, but again, I got to throw something back at you. So you just said Griffley, you think they're better now, or you think they're a better football team than 29th? Griffka, I need to call you out now on something, and and I'll give you the floor to retort and see if you what you say about the people. So. After doing this show for a couple of years now with you, this is the pattern I see. And I've known you for over a couple of decades now. This seems to be your pattern. You pub up the team in the offseason. You him and haul a little bit about the draft. Then you love the draft by the middle of the offseason heading into training camp. We go to training camp. You, you're, you're optimistic. You're drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. I mean, you know how it is. Usually you start with the, uh, the cornbread. Cornbread! And then you guzzle a whole bunch of this. Drink it in, man. And then we get to the season, and a one or two things goes wrong, and then you go into the woe is me, poor me, I've never seen a good football team, oh, I've been a Lions fan for 30 years, wah, 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 and you start going negative Grifka, and then I come on the show every week and yell at you because you can't find anything positive, You the sky's always falling. I mean... So right now you're saying they're better than 29th. Are you going to keep consistent this year or hang in there through the tough times? Or are you going to just go into the same routine that I've seen year after year and finally have to call you out on it? Well, I mean, yeah, feel free to call me out again if I think they're better than 29th, but their defense doesn't show up. I mean, if there's no major injuries and their defense is terrible again, and I, I come out and say, like, yeah, their defense is terrible, and yeah, now they really are 29th. I mean, yeah, feel free to call me out on it, but I think on paper, as of right now, they are better than the 29th team in the league. Okay, better than 29th, but I'm saying, like, 
that's that's a Grifka like riding the fence, halfway optimistic, halfway covering his butt. Like, are you gonna be in in the off season like you normally are, and and be all fan and then drinking Detroit Kool Aid, and then the minute something goes wrong with the team, you start complaining like you always do, and then we have to battle it out here on the show. Why why don't you just like be optimistic now, hang in there through the tough times, and then if it gets real bad. You can obviously like then say, man, I, this team underperformed, and man, I had uh, high expectations. They didn't live up. Here's what went wrong. Instead of just like the first time they have to punt on fourth and one, you just, this team is they they don't have anything offensively. I knew it all along. When like the whole off season, you like said you you enjoyed and thought they had a good offense. That's that's the pattern no, I'm seeing. Like punt on fourth and one. That's going to be that's kind of like Matt Pat's mo. I mean, unless they're out of it, that's when he'll bring up the trick plays and uh we we've seen that but uh yeah i mean if it's one of those things i mean if they like lose to a team and they look really bad and they go on the skid where they lose like three four games in a row i mean yeah i mean that's that's a lot of losses in a row i mean it really is all right well here we go everybody we'll we'll get back to griff's question watch the pattern he will he will give them positive vibes now he will he will complain about a couple things after the draft, yet still say he likes most of it. He will then say, you know, he thinks between the free agents and the rookies, along with the team they had, they should be better. He will project them at 10 to 12 wins in our in our prediction episode. And then the minute stuff starts to go haywire, where anybody with their brain can see that they had a bad day or a bad loss, Griff will be off the wagon. We'll say, I told you so. I knew this team didn't have enough talent. I knew they weren't good. I've been trying to tell you, Oakry, you got to get rid of the coach, all this other stuff. So I just thought I'd call that out now here in, in just early April to get it out there so people can be on the lookout for your game. Because I see it, but now everybody else is on notice, and now you can't get away with it here in 2020. Okay. Um, so you're putting the sign out there, like when the, like when the police have one of those seatbelt areas, like when they, like when you're watching the news and they're like, cops will be out this weekend checking for seatbelts. And there's like a sign, like a quarter mile above the, uh, you know, before, you know, the seatbelt checking area, you know, there's like a big orange sign telling you, it's like, you're going into a trap, put your seatbelt on. So, okay. You're right. You put it out there. The sign's out there. Watch for this. It might happen. There's a really good chance it could no, happen. No, it'll happen. Slippery when wet, falling rocks, whatever you want, whatever sign you want to throw out there. I understand. The, what'll happen? The sign will be like Grifka will love it if the team's winning, and he will just hate everything if if anything goes wrong. Like that's that's your gimmick. Like I can't wait till the Lions have a great season, and then you'll have nothing to to do your gimmicks about or whine about. You'll just be like all happy. And then I'll be like, see Grifka, this is like me all the time where I'm like optimistic and feel good about the team and just suffer through some of the tough moments instead of like, if they're great, I'm happy. And if they suck, I just become SOL lions fan like you do. So the the, the people know the people know. And uh, like I say, I just want to watch them ride that wave and then they'll see me be consistent because I won't go back on what I said, but if they have a bad season this year, I'll be disappointed. Okay. All right. Um, so Derek sign Oakery is out there. Put out the, Derek Oakery has officially put out the watch for falling rock sign. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's No, it's basically Grifka's a waffle maker, and everybody knows it. Caution for waffle maker. I'm letting you know now because it's going to happen. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, just uh, I want your uh, quick answer on this one. I mean, uh, I think you had talked about him before. The defensive end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Yannick, whatever his last name is. Come on, In Gakwe. This isn't even a hard one. It's not like I'm Ngakwe. asking you about a draft prospect named Igbenogany or Amuj- okay. Ojemulia or okay. Liki Fotu. <laughs> Like, I've already Yannick. put you through this. Do you, do you want me to, to spell it as well? Yeah, say his name one more time. Unique Ngakwe. Okay. Him. Do you trade for him? <laughs> heck, yes or no? Heck yeah, I trade for him. Grifka, like, I've been on this train for a while. Like, if I got to give up a second round pick to get Unique Ngakwe, number 91 for the Jacksonville Jaguars, an absolute beast uh, in his physical prime, a guy that's produced every year since he's been in the league, doesn't want to be in Jacksonville. Oh, hey, by the way, we need a defensive end. Hello? Yeah, heck yeah, I do. That'd be great. I pay him too. Pay him big. Get one of those second, premier players second. that you want, Grifka, that are just going to change oh, the game for us. You would give up the second rounder? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. 
Uh, okay. You're not going to get anybody right. in the second round that's better than Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, I said it again. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's all That's all I wanted to see here. I just uh, wasn't for sure. So, okay. <laughs> Grifka, you're, you're not quite for sure about Yannick Ngakwe. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't know if you'd give up the second round pick for him, but um, okay. I understand. Are you, are you quite for sure now that I would? Yeah, you've uh, you've made a very a very cogent argument. So uh, I see your point of view. All right, is this that's all we're gonna spend? I mean, what do you think about Aniki Ngakwe? Like, I know you don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, you know he's a defensive end for the Jaguars, an absolute physical beast that I think he averages eight to ten sacks or more a year. You know that, right? Yeah, I I, I think it's gonna take a little more than the second round pick. Uh, I was reading some stupid stuff. People are like, why don't we trade like Miles Killebrew? And they're like, just like a couple other scrap players. I'm like, because nobody's going to make that trade. I mean, really? Jacksonville's going to like take our scrap for like one of their best defenders? Yeah, okay. I love when people do that. It's like my most favorite thing when people are like, yeah, why don't we give them like, you know, Agnew and, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, you know, Jesse James and Miles Killebrew and like Grifka, doing that trade. I mean, come on. if if the people that are thinking that you know stuff, you just got to say this to them. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and then the other thing is, you got to stop reading Lions twenty four seven or DB's articles. I mean, if if you didn't look at those as your your main sources or the people that call you at two a.m., you would know that's garbage. So. I mean, yeah, a second rounder and pay him upwards to probably be $15 million a year, I'd say, is what it would take. I mean, yeah, that, that, that'd that be the big splash they could make. You know, I'd like him much more than Jadavian Clowney for that type of money, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So you need to you need to get on board with that. I mean, I'd, I'd definitely keep the second round pick, too, because you can get a guy like uh, another great name, Grifka, that I, I know you're not quite for sure of, but he's a uh, sec- high second round pick. His name is Gross Matos out of Penn State. I know it's a Big Ten school, so you probably watched him in your Lazy Boy, but he may be there in the second round, as well as uh, A.J. Epineza, who may is slipping way down into the early second round. So both good names and both good football players that you could take if you want to go cheap which you know I love, and keep the draft prospect, which you know I love and we know that you hate because they haven't physically done it yet, so you give them no credit. Or you could take that, and I think, and, and like I say, this is one of the few football players where you'd hear me saying, yeah, willing to give up that second rounder and willing to pay the man because he's at the perfect age, the perfect size, the perfect position, as long as the Lions think they would be able to use him properly and he'd fit the scheme. That's why I'd go ahead and give that up and, and, and pay him big dollars. Probably 15 over like four or five seasons too. So, okay. Especially since let's we got rid of your boy Slay and we got the money now. So uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Um, listen to our sponsors. Appreciate everybody taking the time. And then uh, let's get into some draft prospects. I want to get your thoughts on a few players here. So how's that sound? Sounds good, Griffo. You got to say pause for the cause for me so I can hit a bell. That's my new favorite. Let's take a pause for the cause, guys. <laughs> we'll be right back, everybody. Talking draft. My favorite thing ever. Time to school Griffo and drop some knowledge on him. We'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we know you just got a refill. Uh, We are here after the break, ready to talk some more Lions. And these are my favorite episodes where I sit back in the chair. Grifka's got some ridiculous questions for me, but he said they're draft-related, so I'm excited about that. And, uh, yeah, drop some some knowledge on him right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. So, at GrifkaDKC, hit him up on Twitter, especially if you want to make fun of him or use one of his gimmick lines. What do you got for me today? 
on, on uh, prior prior episodes, and um, yeah, actually on your Believe in podcast, you've mentioned that uh, you'd be uh, willing to hold your water on uh, later round wide receivers and running backs because they're both uh, deep pools in this draft for both positions. And uh, we've spoken how the lines, you know, need a, you know, you mentioned how they do have a lot of wide receivers on the team or on the roster, but there's a point where there's, I mean, you'll have to admit there's a definite drop off in, in talent. So um, I got, I got five wide receivers here and uh, four running backs. Just want to get your thoughts on them. If, uh, if you were the lions GM and they were sitting there, what round would you look to take these guys? So, um, uh, how's that sound? Uh, just a quick synopsis on each one, and I'll let you know what I think, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. How's that sound? I'm ready to go, Griff. I'm ready, and I'm ready for you to repeat my take right after. Let's go. Perfect. <laughs> that's what I like. That's what I like to do. Just like Derek, what you said, just to you know, stop, rewind, and record, record it after what I say. This is what I think. Because you so, often I agree. I, yeah, I, I agree with you on stuff. So, <laughs> see, so that's the first one. Not for sure why people were comparing this guy to uh, Calvin Johnson, but I have seen this before. It's like this guy's like Calvin Johnson. Uh, first one is Chase Claypool, 6'4", 238, out of Notre Dame, running the 4.42. I'm sorry, 4.4240. What are your thoughts on Chase Claypool? Grifka, first of all, before I answer that question, which I often do, who, who would have the audacity to uh, just randomly compare players to former Lions? I mean, who would who would do that such a thing? Like, that's just ridiculous, don't you think? Yeah, I ain't comparing <laughs> Chase Claypool, though, to Calvin Johnson. I'm not stupid. Well, I know. He hasn't I mean, he hasn't God. quit. He hasn't quit on his team yet. But that's that's for another day. Uh, everybody go back and listen to Wednesday, if you didn't, where I call Griffka out on that very topic of just randomly comparing people to Lions. But let, let me get into Chase Claypool, He's more of a Jermaine Crowell-type player, I say. <laughs> Uh, uh, Claypool to me is a guy, I mean, it's crazy. Like I was, I've been pretty high on him throughout, but I was more high on him because he, he's got that, um, wide receiver background, but he, he fits more of a, a flex tight end type build. So my whole thing before he got to the combine was I'd take him in mock drafts kind of in that fourth, fifth, even sixth round he was and, and say, man, this is a guy that you can have as a big bodied receiver, but he also could maybe be, a uh, a tight end in in name only, like a guy that maybe is on your receiver core, but is also a guy that instead of flexing out a tight end like Hawkinson or somebody, you could put Hawkinson and a guy like a Claypool in there and kind of have that two catching tight tight end bodies. But you know, again, like Chase Chase Claypool is more of a um, you know always been a receiver, and uh, so. You know, the long and short of it is he's really good on special teams as well. He can get after it. He buries people. He obviously showed out at the combine at Crazy 40 that you mentioned, as well as a whole bunch of other good testing that made him a more like a really elite prospect, kind of like the guy that I touted all last year. And you always laughed at me because you're just like, oh, he just runs nine routes. Like these guys that run fast, jump high, you know, are 6'6 six, six and 230 pounds. You just don't see them walking around very often, just like you don't see 350-pound linemen that can dance, uh, block, and, and run like the wind as well. So Claypool, to me, is a guy that moved way up the charts after the combine. I see him more as like a second, third-round type receiver. You, you will see him in the bottom of the first, early second in some people's mocks. Um I don't. I don't think he'll be a tight, uh, target anymore for the Lions because he'll go in that range. You know, I don't see him getting out of the third round. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely holding my water, as you said, um, to the fifth, sixth, because I feel like that's where the value will be with such a deep receiving group. <clears throat> deep receiving group. Sorry. Um, and there's going to be tons of people who could get earlier, but it's just prudent to wait you know, prudent to let those guys go by and know that you're going to be able to still get a good football player that'll fit what the Lions need, which they don't need an instant starter. They don't need a guy that can come in and catch 70 balls and a bunch of touchdowns. They need a guy that can fit in that number four or five role and take the top off the defense and be a future guy that can maybe be a star. Like my boy Tyler Johnson, who I'm hoping they can get in the fourth, fifth round or uh, some of the other receivers that are out there. Tyler Johnson on a speed demon, but that's my, my guy. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, like you mentioned, I, I have to agree with you on, you know, his size. I think what that's what's driving him up the board is his size and his speed. But um, just by watching some of the stuff, I don't know if you agree with or not, but 
for his size. And I know this is a way with a lot of bigger wide receivers like him. He just doesn't seem very fluid, um, maybe a little stiff at times in his um, route running. That can that that's not. I don't think he's that great at that either. Maybe because that's not what they had him do at Notre Dame. But I'm not saying he can't be taught to run better routes. But where he's at right now, that's that's what it have to be. So if 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 you're looking to get him in the first or second round, those guys I think you're looking at instant plug and play. That guy's got to be a starter. But I'm with you. I see him more of a fourth fourth fifth round guy. But he's probably going to be up like he won't probably won't fall out on third because people are falling in love with his size. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have the greatest tape, but also like you got to understand, Griffith, like these guys that are six six, two hundred thirty plus pounds and run super fast, they're not gonna chop you up in in the route running game. Like you can't be a tremendous route runner, be huge, be fast, and be a jump ball guy and a red zone target. Like you got you can have a few of those, but if you got all those, you know you might as well get the busting Canton ready. You know, um, if, if that's the case. So, yeah, he's got his shortcomings. And, like, say he wasn't a, a just a knockout stud in college. But it's kind of like one of those players you think might project better to the NFL game. And I'm trying to coach you up, Grifka, with the draft. But you don't look past people when they run like this guy did and they test like this guy did. You don't go back and say, oh, well, I watched a few Notre Dame games and I didn't think he was that great. Uh, because, like, there's just those things matter you know those things matter when you're when you're translating to the best of the best the nfl like yes four three four four speed really matters especially that size combo that's a big deal so i'm excited about the guy but i don't see him in a lion's uniform yeah. uh next one i got for you is uh brian edwards out of south carolina uh he's six three 212 pounds what do you think of this guy Hmm. Brian Edwards, uh, this is one, Grifco, this will give you some joy. He's sort of on my go back and learn more about him list because he's a guy I've always passed up a lot of times, uh, you know, when I'm doing, when I'm doing um, mock drafts and whatnot, I see him and I read a little bit about him, you know, okay, size is sort of average, speed average, some people love him, some people don't. I I can't say I put my eyes on him really. I haven't pulled him up on YouTube, Grifka, which is AKA watching tape for the common man. Um, but I think a lot of people do see him as kind of a value if you are waiting till that fourth, fifth, even sixth round. If a guy like this is there, you know, I do, I do think he has some upside in some certain areas. I can't give you a total breakdown on him because, like I say, he hasn't been one of my targeted guys that I've been reading up on because one thing I've learned about the draft group because you got to sort of take all these players and narrow it down to like the guys that you think will be there as well as guys that fit your team and your needs and all these different things. And you sort of drill down these 400 players into like, you know, a group of 150 or 200 that you kind of want to know enough about to be competent as well as where they slotted, you know, is he a second rounder? Is he a sixth? you got to sort of figure out where they fall to kind of know how to work the draft process. But um, Edwards isn't a guy I know all that about, but he's sort of not a guy I don't feel like the Lions are looking for. If, if he had elite speed or if he had crazy size or both, he'd be on my radar. But because he's just sort of a decent receiver, the only reason I like him is because I feel like you can get him in that sweet spot, maybe four or five, where you would want to after you filled some other more prudent needs like pass rusher like corner, you know, like uh, yeah. some of these other positions that will be there. So, Yeah, and uh, I just by, like I said, reading and watching some of his, uh, some of his tape, I, I think his biggest hang-up is that he can have a case of the dropsies. And we all know how much Lions fans love when their wide receivers have cases of the dropsies. So. <laughs> um, uh, next guy, this guy a little shorter. This guy I always thought was some sort of burner, man. But when I looked at his 40 time, he only ran a 4.6. I know 4.6 is a lot faster than me, but uh, uh, what do you think of K.J. Hill out of Ohio State? Now, he's only he's six foot and 196 pounds. So what do you think of him? Yeah. Um, K.J. Hill is another guy that, you know, I, he's always available kind of in the third, fourth round when I'm doing uh, doing mocks. You know, I always pass him up for other talent. I think people get him confused with, uh, gosh, why is why is it escaping me now? The kid that came out last year went to Indi- went to the Colts. Oh, anyway, the Ohio State uh, sort of had. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They've had multiple. I, know, I can't remember his name either. They've had multiple receivers come out that everybody sort of puts in that same bucket. But KJ Hill is a guy that 
like you say, not the fastest, not the biggest guy, you know, kind of chop you up a little bit in the route running run um, game. If that's your, your cup of tea, uh, you know, I, I think he's a, he's a good athlete overall. He just doesn't have that crazy juice that you want, but I've seen people mock him to the lions on Twitter and whatnot. So uh, again, you can find my mock drafts at Derek Oakry on Twitter, cheap plug, but uh, I've seen people put him to the lions kind of in that third, fourth uh, type round, maybe even later in some mocks, but I see him in that, two to four range when you're talking about rounds and I don't mind him as a prospect. I just don't know if he, he, he might be the perfect kind of guy to come in and kind of groom under Danny. I don't know. He's kind of got that, that type of game I would think. Yeah. Um, I agree with you on that. I believe that he, uh, you know, he runs really good routes. Um, one thing Ohio state was able to really do really well with him is that they were able to line him up where he never really had to face press coverage. And we know in the pros, those defense coordinators, if he's out on the field, being that he is only, you know, six foot, you know, under 200 pounds, they're going to see what he's going to do against press coverage coming off. So that's another thing right there that that some that might detract from a little bit. So, you know what KJ um, Hill does really well, Grifka, and unfortunately, me and you had to see it firsthand. He runs crossing routes under routes all day and catches the ball and then scampers for another 20 yards while the Michigan defense can't get their head out of their ass and figure out what they're doing for two years in a row. Now they can't cover a damn Ohio state uh, wide receiver. I mean, yeah. So if you need a guy to go underneath catch and run, I mean, I've verified with my own eyes in person that this guy can do that. Um, Next guy is uh, Juwan Jennings out of Tennessee. He's a 6'3", 215 pounds, another bigger wide receiver. Um, once again, he's uh, not that fast. He run, his 40 time is a 4'7". You, yeah. you you think of this guy? What do you think about this guy? Yeah, Jennings is a guy that, you know, he's actually really good when you go ahead and, and, and watch him or read up on him. You know, he had some really you know, moments in college or people are excited about this guy. You know, they, they said, wow, you know, Jan, uh, Juwan Jennings is a guy out of Tennessee that could be a late round sleeper, a guy that could really be a good football player at the next level. And then he comes out and just has a terrible combine. I mean, a terrible combine, like slow as molasses, all of his drills were bad, just didn't, didn't impress at all. And so he's fallen off the map now, but I mean, he's a guy that that I would keep in my back pocket because this is what happens in the process. The guy goes from a a sleeper to a nobody just because of the combine. And you just heard me tout how important the combine is of size, speed, and ability. But it also works the other way that you don't just think a guy has a lot of good things or can be a red zone target or could have some some juice and and some decent size. And then he just doesn't run well and you just totally write him off because obviously you liked him for a reason. So... Another guy that I'm not taking in any mocks, uh, not really the type I'm looking for or the, I feel there's better options, but he's a guy that if you really want to get aggressive and wait till late round five, six, you know, the Lions have that pick at 167 or you want to wait till 183. And if this guy's there and you haven't addressed receiver yet, I mean, he could be on your short list maybe, but I think we're still missing the point of like the receivers that we want to target are, um, either slot guys that can go behind uh, Danny. You need a, a speed guy. We don't really have any speed of the Marvin Hall. Or just in rounds three or four, getting a really top flight guy that might fall. I mean, I'm curious to see where, how far LaVisca Chenault falls. I'm curious to see how some of these other receivers that are probably first or second round talents probably go in rounds three, four, because it's just crazy deep. And, um, you know, people are devaluing the position a little bit in some degrees. So I would think, you know, if you really want to get all around stud, you could probably still find one in where they pick in round three, 67, or even at 85, you know, if they wanted to get a, a better guy. So it's really got to fit the mold they're looking for as well as fit the draft value. Okay. Um, last wide receiver. Um, this guy has a pedigree for a, uh... You know, NFL. His dad was an NFL running back for a number of years, and that's a uh, Colin Johnson, wide receiver out of Texas. And once again, he's another big body. He's a uh, six hmm. six, and uh, was it two hundred and twenty two pounds, something like that. Uh, what do you think about this guy? 
Oh, Grifka, I gotta, we, we gotta pre-prep some of these questions. Cause when you said, uh, you know, coach, uh, son of a coach, I was thinking, Oh great. I Griff's going to bring this guy no, up. I can't son of a coach. His, no, his dad, his dad was Johnny Johnson, the NFL running back. Oh, you know, dad was a player. Okay. When she was a decent running back, you know, in the NFL. So it's, it's my I'm, mistake. I'm, I, I again, fell asleep during Griff questioning or was doing something else, but no, I, uh, I guess when you started saying that, I thought that you were going to bring up Van Jefferson, who's my guy out of Florida. Uh, son yeah, of... I've heard you tout him before, and I've heard you take on him, so that's why I went somebody totally different. Right, which Colin Johnson is a, oh, he's not a, a guy. He's an enigma a little bit. Like I, I actually had him, I think, this past year, and we finally. I don't know why somebody didn't think about this before, but nobody. <laughs> nobody did college fantasy football forever. I know you're a old get off my lawn guy and can't have fun with fantasy football anymore. But I was always like, why, why don't they have college fantasy? Like we're sitting here watching games all day. It'd be fun to have a little more stake in it or get to know these guys a little bit more. So Yahoo, like two years ago came out with college fantasy football. And so I, I, I had to read up of like, sometimes I I've openly admitted, like, I don't keep up on recruiting. I'm not sitting there like trying to figure out who the, uh, the third, fourth receiver on the, uh, the Texas Longhorns or some of these people are. So like before we did this draft, I had to pull up kind of, all right, who are the good premier college football players for this fantasy draft? And Colin Johnson out of Texas was one of the top receivers. So I look at him I'm like, Oh man, six, six, like 200, 30 some pounds or 20, whatever he is. <laughs> I was kind of like, man, this guy looks like the prototypical guy. So I took him and uh, he's just the guy that will, you know, come out there and like make a few plays, but he's, he's, he's big, but he doesn't have, you know, the speed you look for. He can't really get off, um, you know, a, a good press corner. I wouldn't think, I mean, just, never seemed like he lived up to what you would think if you just looked at him on paper with his size and, and things that he has. Uh, and, and I don't think the Lions need his type of receiver either. I mean, you look at Kenny and Marv, they're big guys. Those are your one, two. So even if you got a guy like Colin Johnson, you're thinking, okay, like he'll be a replacement for Marvin, but do you really want two really big receivers and then you don't have your slot figured out? I don't think so. So if you're going to go get a big receiver, he's got to be a, a premier guy. You know, you're not getting CD lamb, but it would be like, if you put him and Kenny together, okay, I'll, I'll deal with it. But if not, you kind of want a big receiver, a guy that's a route runner. And then a speed guy it is the ideal combo meal. If you can find those in your receiver game. So Colin Johnson is pretty much like off my board. I mean, I know people like him because he went to a big school and because he had some tout, he probably was a five star and, like you say, his dad or whatever used to play. Like to me, that's all irrelevant when I watch him, and I just felt like he he was always getting outproduced by uh, um, gosh, what's the guy's name? Such a funny name. Hum- um, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I went with him instead. I went with Colin Johnson instead. I know. No, no, the uh, Duvernay is the guy that I like out of Texas, but I'm thinking yeah. about the guy that was there before last year. Came out of Texas, had the dreads. Has a hilarious name. Gosh, what is his name? Oh, I'm gonna think about it right after the show. Uh, but Roy every. Williams? No, <laughs> no. Uh, but Does he, he... is he similar to Roy Williams? Is Colin Johnson similar to Roy Williams? Because they both went to Texas and played wide receiver. What's this guy's name? I'm gonna find it here before we uh, before we close up the show because I have him okay. in a in a super deep thing. But every time I watched Texas two years ago, he was getting balled out by this guy, and then um, and then this year, like say Duvernay is better than him. He just is out there somewhat making plays. I think I ended up cutting him in that fantasy league pretty early because he just never never had big games. So I mean, he's a guy again. The reason you bring him up is because he'll probably be there you know, really late in the draft, but I mean, definitely sixth not round, a, something like that. I was thinking like sixth round. Yeah, I would say so. Oh, here it is. Griffka Lil Jordan Humphrey out of Texas. <laughs> Every time I watched Texas two years ago, Lil Jordan was balling. He was catching everything and, slug colin johnson was just out there every once in a while you'd see him do something so little jordan is uh was my guy a couple years ago and and yeah let's just flip it right now give me devin duvernay uh i feel like he'll uh he's got speed he can kind of be that that guy like you said that doesn't need to produce they could coach him up and then also he's got some more special traits but he's he's not a fluid route runner either but he just has that track speed as well as a guy that I feel would fit exactly what the lines are looking for more than your boy, Colin Johnson. So good stuff though. Good, uh, good wide receiver stuff. 
Okay, let's do this. I got, like I said, I got four running backs here. Let's knock out these really quick. Yeah. Um, first one I have is a Darrington Evans out of App State, 5'10", 200 pounds. Runs a 4.4140. What do you no, think of this guy? No idea. I He's not on my radar at all. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I mean, uh, other than that, um, he is, I mean, for size, he is pretty fluid. And I put him on the list potentially because he could be the kick returner. I know we're always kind of talking about Agnew. <laughs> Maybe looking around somebody else, but this guy did, you know, did return kicks at uh, App State. So Thir- I thought he could be somebody that might uh, that, Thir- that you might be interested in. Thirty-three percent of the game, by the way. Exactly. Um, I think his biggest knock, um, just by watching his vision's not that great on the field. He seems to miss holes. You know, I know when we're at the game, you always kind of get on me. I'm like, gosh, you booter broke left. <laughs> you know, that's you know that's vision. You know, I don't think his vision's all that great. So, uh, what, what's um, that guy's name next, again? I swear I haven't seen it. I've done no work on this guy. Darrington Evans. Darrington uh, Evans. Happy State. Yeah. He's probably going to be probably like a fifth round guy. Some yeah. I think I've seen somewhere. Uh, you know, it was like high four. I think I've actually seen him too. But yeah. oh, I, I think he's more of a five round guy. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> okay, no problem. Uh, what about this guy, um, Keyshawn <clears throat> Vaughn out of Vandy? Heard of this guy? Five ten, two hundred pounds, four point four, four point five forty. Yeah. No? Excuse me. Yeah, I've heard of Keyshawn Vaughn. I mean, I, I feel like he's a guy that will be in that that sweet spot where I like would like to take a running back. But I, I, some people are really high on his game. Others not so much. I mean, I. Uh, also picked him up late in that college fantasy football because I had read up and and he was the star of that team and he had a few big games you know we get you know at 200 yards rushing or all those crazy stat lines you see from college running backs but I don't know I I don't necessarily see him translating to be a, a top NFL pro I know there is a chance he could be a breakout candidate from what I've heard and read about him but uh, eh, I I always skew not towards getting him he's always there with a couple other guys that I like more. Yeah, it's like I think a lot of people like him from picking this up and what reading. Like, they uh, he's able to break tackles. He's got good leg drive, but uh, he's another guy. He just seems to be really tight for running back. He just he doesn't have like that fluidity that you like to see. But uh, that's him. So, um, what about this guy? I know I think we've talked about him before on a previous I show. I threw one. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah, um, AJ Dillon out of Boston College. Now he's a bigger back. For some, I, I don't know, people are like, somebody's like, people are like, he's the next Derrick Henry. You know, he's six he's six foot, 250 pounds. He runs a 4.4, I'm sorry, 4.5340. Um, this, guy's a, this guy's a house. What do, what do you think about A.J. Dillon out of B.C.? Yeah. Is A.J. Dillon really only six feet? Yep. Okay, I knew he's heavy, but I didn't know he was, I thought he was even bigger than that, 6'2 or 6'1 at least. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a house with his with his weight, uh, blew up the combine, ran super fast. He's been a fair, favorite of Eric Schlitt's uh, USA Today Lions wires, uh, the one and only Eric Schlitt. Um, he's always touting, you know, get A.J. Dillon at the end of the draft and, you know, add him to the, the mix. He, here's my issue. Like, same thing I touted on the Wednesday show about our linebackers. Do you really need six linebackers that are all 6'2", 250? Do you really need, like, four running backs that are all, like, you know, those big two-down thumper types rather than a guy that can to take, you know, take one to the house or a guy that's super shifty or a guy that can, you know, catch the football, whatever it may be? Like, to me, A.J. Dillon is like, okay, yeah, you can add him to the mix, but... Like, who's your third down specialist? Who's your Theo Riddick? Who's your, um, you know, just a game changer at running back? You, you don't have one unless Carrion Johnson comes back and ends up living up to his full potential that I thought I saw his, his rookie year. So, you know, A.J. Dillon, I wouldn't mind him because you don't find guys that are 250 and run that kind of fast. But I also think you need a smaller, shiftier, faster pass catching type guy to go with carry on bow and tie you know i feel like those i don't feel good about those three but i don't feel good too if you just add another two down plotter well i guess he's not a two down plotter because of his speed i guess but you know what i mean like a guy that unless he hits a crease i don't see him being special yeah he's he's a guy that like you said he's a bowling ball and he can take a hit and he has you know he's got a really good stiff arm but I think he's got a lot of guy with tread, you know, off the tires because he carried the ball a lot at Boston College. Yeah. I mean, he was obviously the best player on that team. So when he gets to the pros, it just kind of makes you wonder, like, how many years are actually left in those legs? 
I mean, considering how much he already carried the ball at Boston College. So yeah. and I think even at Boston College a couple of years, he was nicked up. He missed a few games here and there simply, you know, with those injuries because they did use him so much. So Griff, like you said, he, he's just another one of those big horsebacks. Like you would just add to the mix if, if the Lions got him. I think he looked at my fantasy squad because I had A.J. Dillon as well. You've already brought up a bunch of my other players. But when I when I did do the Griffka test and I watched A.J. Dillon, sitting in my lazy boy. Uh, I was always like, man, this guy, he was always, like you said, breaking tackles. If he did get a crease, he would house it. Um, I think he does have some nice abilities. So I guess I'm changing my tune as I wouldn't be that opposed. Just has to be at the right value, which is much later, you know, later on once you fill a bunch of other needs. Yeah. Um, last guy I got for you. Um, this guy, he's, uh, a little bigger back as well. Um, LaMichael Perrine, Florida, out of, out of Florida. He's 5'11", 216 pounds. He's a little slower. He only runs a 4.6240. Um, this guy's going to be a late-round guy for me. I'm talking like sixth round. So uh, what do you think about this guy? Uh, nope. Nope. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've seen a little late pub about P. Ryan. I can't remember if he had a good combine or what, but I've seen him sort of – Moving up the charts is this kind of under-the-radar running back, but I think there's been two or three P. Rines. I, I know Samaje came out a few years ago who I wanted. He had a great rookie year, and then he fell off the map. Um, still bouncing around the league down in Miami now. I mean, I would assume they're related, uh, but uh, P. Ryan to me, gosh, he's just... None of these guys do it for me, Grifka. You didn't bring up my guy, Zach Moss. You didn't bring up uh, some of these guys you can get in the early rounds who the Lions have been linked with, like Jonathan Taylor and uh, yeah, I was, Swift. I was, and, looking uh, late rounders. I was looking some late rounders. Yeah, well, why you didn't know, you bring like you up said, my boy, Seal Alana Lua out of TCU? That's my guy in the late rounds. He's a freaking Because then beast. I would have to say Seal Alana Lua. <laughs> the only reason I said it that way is because you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but i mean that's that's my late round target zach moss would be a great value in the fourth or fifth round i'm trying to think who else um there's a couple other favorites i have none of which have been on your list here but um yeah p ryan to me doesn't do anything special that i want yeah p ryan to me is like if you were casting a football movie and you needed a running back he'd be the guy you would cast not for his skills because he just looks good in a uniform he's like one of those guys and then when he gets on the field you know he's just like okay he's he's only average but like if he's the guy that's standing on the side and looks like yeah you're the stud running back he's that guy that's that's what i think of of p ryan he's just he looks, like a, he looks like a player on the sidelines and he's not that great at a whole <laughs> lot of stuff when he gets on the field so when you see p ryan you do this wow wow <laughs> Wow! Wow! And then he runs the ball, and then you do this. <laughs> That's pretty much it right there. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um,. That's what I got. Like I said, we can do some other names here and there, but uh, those are just a few that I picked out. Um, that's what I like. That's all I got for today's show. Uh, you you want to touch base on anything before we get out of here? I think we're good, man. I appreciate you bringing up these different names. I think it's fun for the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers to hear us kind of talk through some of these prospects. And like you say, you you gave them a deep, in-depth breakdown of fifth-round offensive guards last week. (laughs) Now now here we have to talk about some. A couple of those you can get in the third. You know, fourth, I think Stenberg's more of a fifth-round guy. I've seen I've seen Stenberg as high as the third round. I'm like, that guy's slow and plotting, and he's 6'6", and he's – you know, gosh, he doesn't – I don't think he moves guys very well. And plus he's 6'6". Six, six, and, you know, you're going to need a quarterback that's like seven foot to see over that guy. That's the worst passing lane in the world. But right. I've seen that guy go as high as like right. the third round in some drafts. I'm like, okay. All right, Griffin. Well, like, like you say, uh, that's your index, I believe. But uh, this week we got to talk about some running backs and some wideouts, a little more exciting positions as well as – yeah, I think the Lions will be looking for wide receiver running back at the right value. Um, you know, I think they need to address those other needs first, but it's kind of fun to talk through some of those. I think it's good to look at the mid to end round prospects of what could work, but you know, some of these too, we got to be considering some of those top guys because, you know, I, I definitely know that they're going to be looking to fill, you know, cornerback defensive end. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they took a running back high. I wouldn't do it, but 
I've been hearing quite a bit from my sources. Uh, you know, they're they're not as reliable as the Grifka 3 a.m. source that calls them up from line 24/7 and gives them the uh, skinny on everything. But um, must, I'm hearing must be the same source that's telling Max Kellerman that the uh, Patriots are going to trade for Max. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness, I put that out just sort of as a side, and people acted like I was saying that they should do that or it was going to happen. It's like no, I'm I'm making fun of Max Kellerman because he's putting out this garbage like it's gospel, and no one else is saying it. <laughs> like he's acting like it's a done deal trade between the lions and Patriots. I'm like, I have heard no one else talk about this at all. Um, that's, that's like where you get the ultimate credit if it ever happened. But when it doesn't, people are just like, what a joke. Like a lot of people said on Twitter, the guy's a, a clown. I mean, I, I don't mind him. I, I listened to, uh, Grifka, please tell me you, you watched the, uh, the first take where that somebody made all those people into little, little kids. Please tell me you watched that video I sent you. Yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of those things. Those things are utterly hilarious. That was hilarious. They should, they should, they should, that's how ESPN should actually fill some of their time now. Right. That. Right. Like Stephen A. Smith, just he's just saying his regular catchphrases, but they were so much funnier when he was like five years old, especially when yeah. at the very end he go he said swagoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just I laugh so hard every time he does that. But uh, yeah. Anyway, like you say, it's uh. It's a fun time, fun to talk about this. I think the people really enjoy hearing our take. So, Grifka, we, we've, we've, we've had a bunch of fun, a bunch of laughs on this show, talk some good football, always fun. And you can throw draft prospects at me, and I can give you my opinion and sometimes say, who is that? What is that garbage? Uh, that must be a Grifka guy. But, uh, yeah, fun show. Grifka, you got anything amazingly wonderful, incredible, spectacular, tremendous, insightful for the people? Uh, nope. Everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We'll be diving into draft here the next few weeks. Uh, Probably have some other humorous topics as well. We appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Uh, Take care. Everybody have a great week. We're out. Drink it in.